Hey y'all, it's Lauren. And it's Emma. And we're back with another quarantine episode of Community. So, um, two things. One is like, how has your week been? And I know I have been having a lot of reflections on our last um, recording. So I'm wondering if you have as well. And also wanting to know what has brought you joy this past week. Because I feel like we need to find that wherever we can. Yes, we definitely do. (laughs) It's hard out here right now. Or in here, I should say. Hard in here right now. Um, No, yeah. I think the past week has been kind of crazy. But um, it's been no complaints. I'm safe. I'm healthy. No complaints. Um, I think reflection-wise, after our last episode, I realized this past week of, like, how grateful I am for a lot of my friends in my life right now. I I realized, like, after we kind of had that conversation and kind of peeled back some layers of how, you know, friendships have, like, changed and stuff, I feel like I'm so grateful for a lot of the friendships because they've been, like, anchors They've been anchors. They've like really been like anchors for me um, through all this. So yeah, I just feel a little grateful after that conversation. Um, And then your last question, what has brought joy this week? Yesterday I went for a picnic. John and I went for a picnic yesterday and it was 70 something degrees. It was nice. Jordan, my dog was with us. People were, you know, taking social distancing guidelines seriously um, it brought me joy. It was, it was nice to be outside in nature with other people, um, some level of like normalcy. So it was good. What about you? That's awesome. Um, well, my joy item, I guess, is also being outside. Um, I think that is it for a lot of people probably, especially in New York city. Um, but I also went to a park, uh, with a friend and um, it was a kind of perfect weather day. And I was glad that I was able to do it in a way that didn't feel like dangerous. You know, like it's one thing to be able to go outside, but just like being able to do it in a way where I didn't go home and go like, oh my God, I feel like I got really exposed or something like that. I mean, of course, you know, we're all just doing our best, but. Yeah. Um, And then I've been reflecting on something that you said last week around how, the uh, kind of like the natural evolution of friendships has been really like sped up or magnified in this period. And it gave me, I think, a lens because I was looking at some, like just in thinking about some of my friendships, it felt like maybe there's like things that were changing, but it was sort of like, how can things change? Cause nothing's happening. Right. Um, and so I think that gave me a really helpful framework to just look at this as a, like time is weird in this period. Right. Like, and so I appreciate that you brought that in cause I, it, it, it helped me. Oh, I love that. I love to hear that. <laughs> Helping each other unpack things. And what's something that's, oh wait, was outside your joy thing? I think so. I think outside is joy. I mean, there's other small joys, but that was probably the biggest one of the week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's definitely something great about feeling like, okay, I'm out. Like we were walking and then I like talked to this old woman who was on her stoop and said, hi. And like, just like those little things that, mm-hmm. you know, we usually kind of take for granted of like, oh, hey, how you doing? Like that kind of means a lot just having like an old woman on her stoop, just like waving and saying hi to Jordan. And, you know, I don't know. 
It's nice. I mean, also, one day when I was out walking, um, and it wasn't like a full cat call, but somebody did say something and I was, there was, I mean, I don't like condone all any of those things, but I had this very brief moment where I was like, oh, things are normal. You know, <laughs> like he gave me like that. that people are cat crawling like, again. That's fantastic. I, I was like, oh, people are so, okay, we're so you're doing that. Okay. Um, so, I mean, that, that was not my joy moment, but right. it was, you know, like you're saying those things that like, you, um, well, I wouldn't say I took that for granted. I'm really not a huge fan of it at all. But um, I know what you mean. It gave me a feeling of like normalcy for a second. So, okay, this is an aside, but Loki, I have been like cracking up when I see people, like men specifically, like, you know, Google making googly eyes at women and like cat calling women or whatever. I'm like, you got a mask on and I got a mask on. You can't even see what I look like. So, how are you even like? I know. Trying to do that. Well, listen, let's be real though. Most of them were never looking at our smile. I mean, maybe a little <laughs> bit, but you know, it's. Oh my God. But also, I'm like, how does that work? Like, I can't wait to see how that's actually going to play out in this like masked world. They're going to figure it out. You realize that. Of course. <laughs> I mean, humans adapt to everything. <laughs> We're very adaptable creatures. Oh my god! I was thinking like it would be really cool to get those masks that are like, um, you know, like those see-through umbrellas. Mm -hmm. Oh, like that kind. Yeah. Of thing. yeah. Except that would be really not fun in the summer because it'd be sticky and whatever. It'd probably be but, a lot of sweat. But also, like, what about when it rains and you wear in a cloth mask? Like, how's that gonna work? We're gonna need we're gonna need clear masks. Mask covers. Like, yeah. Oh my god! You got two layers. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is happening okay <laughs> anyway <laughs> so what are we what are we talking about today what, what are we doing it's a today? great great question lauren why are we here um so we want to talk about um work and identity and so for us in our conversation, that's really about having your identity tied to your work. Not like, what is it like to show up as me with my identities at work? Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I think we both have a lot to talk about and reflect on with how much our own identities have uh, been or are tied to our work um, that we get paid to do. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a big one. It's a huge one. I mean, it's a huge one, especially right now, as we've been kind of forced more than normal to think about like, okay, what if my job doesn't exist in six months or a year? Or, you know, what if my company doesn't last or, you know, whatever it is, no matter what your mm -hmm. industry is or your background is, I feel like we've all had that thought right now with everything going on. I mean, even beyond that, but I think, I guess like, how do we, we think about ourselves within everything else um outside of of our of our jobs yeah absolutely and we'll definitely get into that but if we go back i guess the question is like how did we even get the expectations Ooh. that we have about work and like how our identity is tied to it to begin with and like okay like don't worry we're not going to go back to like when we were born but i think it would be <laughs> a really good thing like it was a 
dark and stormy January evening. It was um, 3.01 a.m. in Montgomery, <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> what were your expectations of work and kind of what that meant for your identity as a person? I feel like early on, um, because in my childhood, I just just the way what I what I had always saw, it was just like, adults who just like had the same job for a long period of time and if it mm-hmm. you know it was like you know there for 10 years or you think you hear about like oh I was they've been at this hospital for 20 years and so I kind of always just naturally growing up just thought like oh you know work is finding a job or something that you like to do or maybe just something that you went to school to do specifically and then you find somewhere to do it and then you just do it for like 25 years or 30 years or whatever and then you retire and that's kind of like the what I went into adulthood thinking that it was supposed to be mm-hmm. um, and then I got my first office job when I was like 19 um, or was that 20 I was either 19 or 20 and I got my first office job you know salary benefits whatever and, and in my head I was like this is it I got mm-hmm. the office job that I was supposed to get and then that quickly, <laughs> quickly <laughs> then the, the layers quickly begin to, to peel oh, back. But, yeah. And then I think it was from there on, that's when I kind of started my journey of like, oh, this is not at all what I grew up to think it would, mm-hmm. what, how it was supposed to be. Um, yeah. I don't know. What about you? Um, so I, my parents have different um, kind of paths. So And that was who I think my biggest examples were. So my dad definitely like followed his passion to his work, um, figured out how to like make a living out of it. But like it is very much a part of his identity. It's not like his job. It's his passion. It's something he's wanted to do since he was a kid. Um, And my mom, while I think she definitely like, you know, enjoys the craft of what she does like it's not something she doesn't care about completely or didn't at least when she got into it it was very much um you know having a steady paycheck and benefits she had kids and you know sticking with that even if it wasn't something that she really liked so it was like you're talking about like someone who's in the same job for a really long time um because it makes sense for the lifestyle and the things that that she needed um at the time which was like you know stability and making sure she had she could provide for her kids which is i you know i think what a lot of people do in whatever way they can is to like provide for themselves and their families um right so i very much thought that I guess I theoretically thought both could be true like i could follow but i'm very practical so To me, I think I, you know, my parents are not together and they weren't when I was a kid. So I always was like, well, if you're by yourself, then you need to be able to do all of that, right? Like Mm -hmm. you have to be able to to provide. And then I think though that there is this whole other thing that was developing during our generation. And this is different for different women and in different places and based on different identities or whatever. But there was definitely like, um the generation of women before us definitely more so like went into the workplace like they did things other than just be like teachers and secretaries and they became like career women or whatever yeah and so I think like I really liked that idea like I liked the idea of like being 
an independent woman who could like provide for herself and like wasn't Mm -hmm. waiting on somebody else to do it for her and didn't expect it from them and all of that. So I think that like that also played into like for me, my identity being attached. A hundred percent. I also think a way that I think another, so I think there's like background, you know, what you see growing up that helps you kind of form what identity work in work means. But I also think that there's this like tie to our individual worth Mm -hmm. that has been made, you know, and I think a lot of it has to do with like a capitalist society. I think a lot of it specifically here, you know, in the States, um, I mean, in the world, but I think it's, it's like on a different level here. I think we, the first thing you when you meet somebody, the first thing you say is like, oh, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And you're expecting someone to say a job, you know, and you're expecting you don't expect someone to be like, oh, well, you know, I make, I don't know, I, I restore pianos, right. you know, and I'm also, you know, I also give, you know, dance lessons. But then they're going to be like, oh, well, so is that your career? Right. You know, so it's like it's like we we what society or like how society has built um, our individual worth on. And so, and then like add in kind of being, you know, a woman to your point, you know, we've gone through these different stages of, in, in society where it's like, Oh, a woman is a secretary. First of all, a woman is at home. Right. Of oh, course. No, she can be a secretary. She, she, can, she can be a secretary in the office. Oh, she can be a manager. So like, we've like mm-hmm. gone through that too. So that it's that layer too. So I think we kind of have these, you know, all these factors that kind of blend in and, and create, this identity that we feel we should have. Um, But I definitely think, I don't know how you feel about this, but I think the first time that I started realizing like, oh, wait, I, I don't, I don't want to just be miserable just just for the sake of (laughs) like, no, that was like a real, it was like a legit, I was working in um, recruiting and that's all I'll say on that. Um, doing just some weird things in that office. It was just some, it was a weird time. And I, there was one day when I pulled up to the office and I had to like give myself a pep talk to walk Mm -hmm. in. And I feel like it was just that it was at that moment where I was just like, I don't think I know what I've been taught that like you get a job and and listen, I'm saying this is someone, you know, I was like in my early twenties, I didn't have any kids. I only had to provide for myself. So I'll say this with the the disclaimer that I know most people have, don't have a choice and they have to go make this money how they have to. So I'm just giving that disclaimer right there. That is not lost on me at all. Um, But I think it was at that point where I was just like, I know what I've been taught. I know that, you know, you know, my grandparents and, you know, parents and and family members and everything are like, you get a job and, you know, you stay in that job and you just do well and you retire. But I'm like, there's no way I can go on being miserable like this for 35 more years. (laughs) (laughs) And so I think that was like my first time where I was like, I am going to have to figure out how I can be happy and do this at the same time. I don't know. Did you ever have a moment like that? I don't think I had a moment. I think it took just time. Um, I think that one of the things that actually helped me with it is like, you know, when you're at any company for a period of time, um, you also see people leave and you see people get fired. And I think you, Mm. like for me, I think maybe this is an ego thing. I don't think it's a just me thing, but I think a lot of us like to think we're not replaceable, right? That the value that we are bringing 
is like such that, you know, almost like we're exempt. Like I would never have said, I don't really think that. Yeah. Oh, they would, no one would ever do that to me. But I think in our heads, like we think our contribution is such that, um, and you watch people who you think were not replaceable get replaced. And sometimes it's because yeah. they left, you know, it was just they found, you know, whatever. And you realize that, like, a lot of this is, and understandably, is made to be fine with or without you. And a lot of times that's how companies are successful. Like, that's how capitalism works. And that's how, you know, corporations work, um, for better or for worse. And yeah. Um, so the question for me was like, okay, well, if and when I'm out, like I will be replaced and then where, yeah. what, what will I have? Right. So like yeah. if my whole identity is tied to work and to a yeah. job and then I don't have the job, what am I going to do? Just like, and in some way, I mean, it's, it's not exactly the same, but it makes me think of like people who get, um, their identity gets a little too wrapped up in relationships. Um, and it's different, Oof. right? Like if you're married to somebody, like there's obviously a lot of gray area and a lot of that, like what's too much, I don't know. Um, but like, then if you don't know who you are and what you are without one, you end up just getting into the next one, you yep. know? And like, you see that pattern and I was yep. like, cool, I could just keep doing this in every job that I have. And then like, is that all I really want? And for some people it is. Some people are like, my job is my life. There, I don't, you know, I have the things that I want outside of it. I'm good and I'm just in it. But, yep. you know, there's like this whole like trajectory, right? You're like, you're an assistant and then you're a coordinator and mm -hmm. then you're a manager and then you're a senior manager and then you're a director and then you're a senior. There's like this whole like made up construct. Like, yeah. I mean, just literally titles mean literally nothing and, I, and don't get me wrong i'm not taking away from anyone's right. title i i know people work people, people work very, very hard, hard for the titles that they receive and that's fantastic but for me it still doesn't change the fact that like titles are all a construct mostly because titles mean different things right. in different industries mm -hmm. and different organizations right. you know so it's like it kind of don't mean anything it, it yeah. you know um but i think i think two of like i remember being in a place where i was like oh well my title is this, but how do I get it to this? And, and, oh, but like, you know, will that be reflective? Like how will people mm -hmm. think of me? They know if, if I'm a coordinator versus an assistant and, you know, you get so wrapped up in that and, and not even without even realizing it, your self-worth even gets wrapped up in it. It doesn't yep. matter if you're doing a great job. It doesn't matter if you're working for an amazing place, but you're, you're so tied to having this title, um, you know, represent who you are. Mm -hmm. um, and to your point, like, at what point do you allow, do you say, okay, this is fine. Or I guess at what point do you make the decision? Like, this is actually what I care. I do care if, you know, I'm a VP versus a director or I care more about like what I'm actually doing versus like what a title says about me or whatever. Yeah. So I think there's like that layer too, um, that you kind of have to sift through and, I don't know. It's a, it's definitely, a it is. I, I mean, know. I also think for context, um, you know, we both changed jobs and paths last year, like not complete career yeah. paths, but we both moved yeah. to a different part of, of the same industries that we were in. Um, yeah. and, uh, 
I think both had to kind of work through some of that around like title and like I like it took yeah. a lot of work to get to that place where it Woo. was like I can't I, this is maybe what the priority is right now versus like a year ago my priority was just getting a different title like I know that for me you know there's this other piece of it too that I think is so important which is um compensation and that at so many places yep. you're not, and this is not across the board, but there are industries where your compensation is tied to your title. So the only way for you to get yeah. more compensation is to get a title change. So the title change <sighs> becomes the whole thing. And there's yeah. reasons that it's like set up like that. You know, it doesn't mean that it's, it's yeah. crazy or anything, but it also, yeah. um, you know, when people, I think there's like a, when you feel like you are adding a certain value, and again, this is all like, it's all wrapped together, you want to be recognized for your contribution. And so then it becomes about the title and the money and the whatever. I feel like maybe there is a point in everyone's career or life or whatever. I don't say everyone, depends on what your situation is. I'm saying like as a, Mm -hmm. you know, young, single, you know, young person who has the the privilege of being able to choose the jobs mm-hmm. that <laughs> you mm-hmm. go to you know you kind of get to the point where you're like okay what what am i what like what do i not even what do i care more about but like what means more to me is it the day-to-day is it the title is it my coworkers? is it my field like you have to kind of like go through all of these questions you have to ask yourself that i feel like you weren't taught as a kid you have to like unlearn everything you were taught or I did anyway of like you find one job and then you stick with it. And so mm-hmm. it's like this journey, yeah. there's this journey of like, Oh, well, I know I, what I saw, I saw, you know, elders and adults, you know, stay in jobs for 25 years and they were great and they lived a retired life and they're fantastic. Um, but that's not the only way to do it. And I think I personally believe that, our generation is kind of a generation that's kind of re-looking at what it means to be a professional. Um, Because I think there was also this time, like, don't get me wrong, I I think that, like, barriers and boundaries between, like, personal and work are very, very important, um, 100%. -hmm. But I think there also used to be this notion where, like, you go to work and that's who you are, and then you come home and that's who you are. And you can't show your real self at work. Of course, you have to have boundaries. You have to be professional, Mm -hmm. like whatever. But I think there's also, you know, this, I think there's kind of like an awakening or kind of like a change too in industries where it's like, or with our, with our, um, what am I trying to say? With our generation is the word I'm looking for. That like, you can bring, you can be yourself. You can, you can be may not be able to be your whole entire self, depending on who you are at your core um, and like what industry you're in and what is asked of you in your job. But I think because things are shifting and you can, it's okay to like be yourself and it's okay to ask for respect mm-hmm. and it's okay for some you to, ask to, to request someone call you by the pronoun that you are okay with. Like, I think all of these things are like coming into play. And I think it's um, making us rethink at what the world of work work looks mm-hmm. like, um, and that we don't have to change ourselves or mold mm-hmm. ourselves to fit some like specific mold of what a professional looks yeah. like. You know. Well, I wonder too, like if our. I mean, I think our generation is. You know, there's all those stats on like we're getting married later, we're having kids later, we're not getting married. 
afford to buy houses, like whatever. So I also think that like the model of work that existed before, like just doesn't really make sense with a lot of our lifestyles anymore. Um, plus technology, plus, yeah. you know, the recession, plus, you know, like all of those things together um, has really had us looking at it differently. And, and for our generation also, cause we move around jobs a lot more. Um, we may, maybe we're yeah. a little, maybe our identity is attached to like a craft or like, what we do like Mm. I do music I do corporate social responsibility like I do community engagement but it's not as attached to like the job function does that make sense I would so agree with you oh my god I so that just resonated with me so much because I even think about you know in the past few years of like when people like oh what do you do I don't, I rarely begin with like what company I work for. I mostly begin with like, oh, well, you know, I consider myself a community engagement professional, um, you know, being a convener between industries or something like that or whatever. Versus like, you know, five years ago, if you asked me, I 100% would have just told you where I work. I know I did that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so yeah, that's so interesting to see how like, I like that of like, I like that idea that it's becoming less about where we work maybe and like more about like what we so so yeah it's interesting to take keep all these things like in the forefront of your mind um especially while especially like with everything going on now it kind of makes all, a lot of conversations I've been having of like people going inward and being like okay so if my job doesn't exist mm-hmm. in 6 months or okay if you know, my company doesn't need my position, you know, in a year or whatever, or if it doesn't even exist in a year, I think we're being given an opportunity that we usually don't get to, to actually pause and think about those things. Cause usually we're all like in the, the turn and burn of it and just mm-hmm. like the go, go, go. And we're kind of like not able to like, just think about it and really think about like what that means to us. And um, I do think it's like an ongoing journey. I don't think you just like wake up one day and you're like, I'm yeah. not going to let my work be my identity. Um, and it's, and it's like, you know, it depends on what industry you're in too. Right. You know, like it, it varies industry to industry, you know, job to job situation to situation. But I think, I think after you kind of, if that is something, if understanding your identity and how your identity ties into you know, what you do as a professional, if that is something that has come to mind. um, I think once you kind of identify what that means to you, it just kind of opens up. I feel like it just opens up a whole new way of life. Yeah. I don't know. I I mean, so for me, like, so I've been furloughed for two months now. And I left my last job almost a year ago for the job that I was furloughed from. And I mean, and it was really the transition to my new job was really hard because I was in the middle of kind of thinking through a lot of this stuff, a lot of like job and identity um, and, you know, settled in and now like I'm not doing this job. And I've been thinking and I've reflected to you that like if I hadn't already done the work to like take, you know, a disconnect identity and work in a way that is now healthy, they're healthily connected, this would be so hard, Yeah, you know, because I would be like, I don't know Mm -hmm. what what I do and who I am without this job. And now I'm like, I know who Mm -hmm. I am and I know what's important. And like, I hope to go back to the job. Like I I really like it and I want to keep doing it. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, a hundred percent. It's just, it's so layered, but I think it's, it's very, it's been comforting for me to just like be able to have the conversation and then like be able to like see where the conversation started in my head or like with myself and then see the journey thus far and be like, okay, let me look back. Cause like, I can tell you like when the, I know the moment when I was like, okay, I know that I have kind of detached my self-worth from whatever my title mm-hmm. is or, and it, and it takes work or whatever. And it means different things for different people. But I think we have a unique um, time. We're in a, we're in a unique time right now where we're kind of able to really pause and, and, and reflect on that. I'm like, okay, you know, obviously the money piece for sure, but just like, you know, if you're in a position to really think on, okay, what does this mean mm-hmm. to me and my identity? Like if I were to not have this role and explore that, you know, I think sometimes it can be scary to be like, mm-hmm. well, no, I have to have a job or, you know, I have to, and of course we all have to have jobs or whatever, but I think if something in you is questioning, if that comes up for you and you're not able right. to be like, well, cause I need this paycheck for these kids, <laughs> you know, I think, you know, I, I would encourage you to, to kind of explore that. And, um, um, I don't know, just, yeah, it was really hard. What comes up. You never know. I mean, it's an ongoing journey, but I know, like it was hard and it, it, right. It was worth it. It was worth the hard, like, you know, taking 100%. a hard look at everything. Yeah. It's hard going deep sometimes, but you know, if you are in a position to do so, um, it's, I think it's worth it. Yeah. I think it's, it's complicated and it's nuanced. Um, but like you said, everybody who can, you know, we recommend that they do it. And I think that's really what we wanted to just reflect on this week, you know, separating work and identity to an extent that is comfortable and good for you. Again, it's like, it's different for everybody. Some people love their identity attached to their work. Some people don't. So and it's like you said when you get that uncomfortable feeling. It's yeah. like that when you that's when you know something's off. Gut. Your gut. That's we when you know when you, know. Oh, you know. We always know. Like we, we know. We know when something's off. And we know we always know when something doesn't seem right or when something is off and we're just like, oh well, whatever. We have a responsibility to ourselves to, you know, do what makes us happy and, and really try to explore you know, what keeps us grounded and, and what that means. Cause what that yeah. looks like is different for everyone. And um, we know a part of that is work and job and, I, and having your identity tied up in that. So, you know, whatever that means for you, um, hopefully this conversation was like a little helpful and it was nice to hear a different perspective on it. And Lauren with some words <laughs> of wisdom. Awesome. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening with us or being here with us again for another week. Um, we hope that this conversation was helpful and relevant to you. Um, we're going to keep, you know, recording as much as we can, as often as we kind of can or feel like during this time. Um, but if there are any topics or anything yeah, that we would you want to hear about, just let us know. about things that people suggest also. So please. Oh my God, I just realized. This is the first recording Yay. after one our one year anniversary. One year. We Yay. did it. Do you know what this week is? It's our <laughs> anniversary. <laughs> anniversary. <laughs> okay, anyway. All right, y'all. Um <laughs> have a fantastic week ahead. Um, we can't wait to to come here with you again. Have a great week. Bye, y'all.